0: Hello guys, we are live. Welcome to the Baxter Riches podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ginn. We had a last minute cancellation for our guest and I decided to do a first solo podcast today talking about how to make six figures wholesaling in extremely competitive markets. Again, I am not shy uh, when it comes to actually wholesaling in a extremely competitive market. So I think this is really cool. I think a solo podcast for the to Riches be really interesting to do. I can definitely interact more with the audience and the guests, and I think it'd be really cool to do. So right now, I'm just going to go over how to wholesale literally in any market in the United States, competitive or not. I'm going to share some of my secrets. Again, I'm in Port St. Lucie, Florida. It is definitely one of the most competitive markets in Florida. It doesn't have the biggest population, but if you do the amount of wholesalers to deals ratio and the amount of wholesalers two actual people in the population. Port St. Lucie's actually one of the biggest ones. So I'm uh, going to go solo here. We are live. Uh, so uh, we're just going to go over it. So this is going to be a lot more instructional. I think it's going to be a lot better. Uh, you guys already know my story, so we can get into it. So uh, without further ado, let's not waste any time. So before we get into it, guys, again, this is a live podcast. So remember, comment below your questions that you have for me, uh, anything you can do, and uh, really any questions you have. And uh, love to answer it about wholesaling and competitive markets. Uh, so our acquisitions guy, the average, uh, we usually got to deal with about six or seven people every single time we do this and uh, every appointment. So it's, it's not fun uh, for the average wholesaler, but we overcome it and we make seven figures, but this is strictly for six figures by yourself in a crazy competitive market. So guys, remember, comment below your questions, smash that like button, and subscribe. I'm telling you, the more people that do that, the more people to hop on here live, and uh, we can get going in there. So smash that like button, subscribe, and uh, we'll get into it. And uh, let's get into it, guys. So let's start about it. Competitive markets. Everyone says my market is super saturated. It sucks. There's too many wholesalers. I I really can't make anything work. And here's the truth. You need to have an abundance mindset. And everyone's heard about having an abundance mindset before. And it, it sounds really cliche, but really, if you think there's enough deals in your market, you will do deals. If you think there's just too much competition and you're just going to suck and you're not going to do well, then you're going to suck at it. So you really need to have a mindset shift when it comes to saying something is a competitive or you know just too competitive or there's too much saturation in the market. Everyone keeps saying that. So um, here's some of my tips here for actually wholesaling in extremely competitive markets. So the number one thing, when you're dealing with a bunch of wholesalers in your competitive market, one of the most important things is going to be rapport. Rapport is one of my favorite things I talk about, and it's one of the secrets on why my company does so well in wholesaling, why we lock up contracts for a virtual wholesaling operation so well, and honestly, just how we do our businesses. We spend so much time on rapport. It is disgusting, guys. It's like we spend so much time just with our acquisitions person training them training them making sure when they're talking to the seller that they're truly trying to uncover and help their situations again this isn't a you know a buy and sell game like everyone thinks in real estate investing it's really solving people's problems in real estate wholesaling and that's how we do so well in such competitive markets is we just focus on the consumer we we focus so much on just providing the best service out there that We do well. Just think of Jeff Bezos. I love Jeff Bezos. He's an Amazon. He has to compete with Walmart, eBay. Why does he do so well? Does he focus on his competition and does he just really worried about what the other guy's doing? No, he focuses on his customer first. That is probably one of the most important things he does. He is so customer-driven and customer-centric. That's the only thing he cares about. He does so well with all the competition around him. And I've really taken that approach when just building rapport, trying to help people's problems and really focusing on their needs. And it's really been one of the best driving forces in my real estate wholesaling business. So it's absolutely amazing. And uh, let's see here. So uh, rapport is definitely uh, really big here. Thank you guys so much for uh, hopping on, getting the questions going. So we got Ryan. uh, He says, woo, woo. We got some other great questions. uh, So it's exciting. So rapport is really important, guys. So when thinking about rapport, remember the Ford method, F-O-R-D. Ford basically stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. That's basically it. So uh, when you're talking to a seller, obviously you want to qualify him. And when you're qualifying him, you got to think about the four questions, which has been the same four questions for 40 years now in real estate wholesaling. And that's focusing on the person's motivation for selling the property, their time frame for actually selling it and the condition of the property. And most importantly, what's the price? What are they looking to actually sell the property for? So really got to think about that. And honestly, at the end of the day, you got to ask and get those four questions out. But when you're doing it, you can build rapport, build a, build a trust with the actual seller, and you can get a way better price at the end, guys. I'm telling you, I've spent hours talking to sellers eye to eye, not even talking about real estate, just talking about their problems and really how I can help them become better real estate you know, sellers. So- we really focus hard on the rapport. And if we ever get stuck on trying to build a rapport, I think about the Ford method. So, oh shoot, where should I ask this? So, How's your family? You know, you talk about that. You see pictures when you're actually physically going on these appointments. You see a picture here, you see them and maybe a wife, their kids, their grandkids, dogs, uh, fishing with, with their other spouses. So it's a really interesting thing to do. And I obviously just Love the family part of it. I'm a big family person, so I think it connects with me pretty well. Oh, occupation—what do they do for a living? Chances are, if you're dealing, you know, let's say with a school teacher, you probably know a school teacher, or someone in your family is a school teacher. Someone in your family maybe is a police officer in the military. You know, any of those occupations you can really connect with—it'd be really big. So, if you got a big family, uh, usually someone in your family has some crazy job, and you can really do the same thing. So. That's what I'd recommend on the occupation side. And then on the R that's recreation, you know, I love fishing, talk about sports. Uh, th- those are probably the top ones to do, like really popular hobbies where you're at. Like maybe if you're in Houston, Texas, you guys could talk about the Houston Texans or the Astros. And then, you know, you could talk about fishing, talk about sports, you know, I don't know what do they do in Houston. They ride, ride horses or bull riding. I don't even know. So I uh, just, is really popular there, hunting, fishing. Um, really the big hobbies of the day. there be really well knitting. If it's an old person, if they love to knit, those are the things that I will most likely try to build uh, with these sellers. So that's what I do to actually get the recreation side. And the last is D, which is dreams. And the most important part about dreams is you really want to focus on what do they need to really get out of things? You know, is, is selling this house the most important thing to them right now? Where are they trying to be in the next two to three years? And most importantly, how can I associate them selling this property to them fulfilling their dreams? And I really like asking them about their dreams because when I ask them about their dreams, it gets me closer and closer to actually getting that deal sold. And when you get that deal sold, it's great. You make money. We make money. We're solving people's problems. So that's really what I want to focus on with the rapport part. So, think I exhausted uh, how to build a rapport, uh, especially with a lot of competition. So never really, I don't, not a big guy when it comes to competition. If I know there's like five other investors there, I'm not a big person on like just talking trash about it, other competition or about other real estate wholesalers out there. I'm not the biggest person on that. I, I think that creates a scarcity mindset and I'm not the biggest fan of it. So I'm never going to tell people Oh, you need to trash your competition or tell them how bad of a person they are and how you're a great person. They're not just be such a kind and caring person that that seller will want to go with you over anybody else. And really that's it. I'm not here to bid my property up. I, I get forty, fifty dollars $50,000 deals. I'm not competing with guys who are going to pay more, make 10 grand. That's not how I do. I'm such a caring person. And I, that's how I That's what I do to get the most deals possible. So building rapport is absolutely one of the most important things when it comes to real estate investing and honestly, just wholesaling and beating your competition up. So that is number one. Guys, there are so many things when it comes to doing well in competitive markets. So if you're in a competitive market, write this stuff down. We got got a lot more topics to talk about here. So this is a little more of a long form podcast. I love all the people showing the love here uh, on the comment section. So keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. All right. Let's see here. So next thing we need to talk about is consistency. So when you have an uber, uber, super competitive market, you know, Port St. Lucie, Miami, Broward, Palm Beach County, uh, those are the other competitive markets that I like to do a lot of deals in. Really, consistency is everything. I mean, we just did a $40,000 deal in Palm Beach County, which is one of the most competitive markets in the whole entire country. Pound for pound. I I mean, some of my Phoenix, Phoenix uh, friends are just going to arguing with me over this, but Palm Beach is tough guys. And we just did a $40,000 deal there. This guy's in Phoenix doing $40,000 deals today. So don't be too worried about the competition or how saturated a market is. It's really about how consistent you are with your marketing. I, I figured that out with probates. Sometimes you won't get a deal for a month or two and then you know the next month you get four probate deals. So consistency is one of the biggest difference between the top real estate wholesalers in super competitive markets and ones that aren't. So I would think about consistency so much. And honestly, the more consistent you are with your marketing, the more consistent you are with your acquisitions training, the more consistent you are with your networking with other wholesalers, and really trying to build your brand around sellers, the more consistent you are with your follow-ups. Consistency just isn't a marketing thing. I know a lot of YouTubers and gurus out there are talking about consistency is only like a marketing thing, and that's what you should focus on or consistency. Consistency with everything. Get up at the same time in the morning. Make yourself a breakfast at the same time or dinner at the same time. having a consistent schedule. That stuff will help you out. In the little those Those are actually the little things that will give you the edge Uh, When it comes to just being a better real estate wholesaler and obviously in a competitive market, that's something you got to do. So the next one here is market mastery. So market mastery, guys, (laughs) I I don't hear a lot of guys talking about this. And really, that's the difference between a lot of really good real estate wholesalers and not. So the really I've mapped this out. Uh, just because I see a a lot of guys in competitive markets doing really well. And I'm in an extremely competitive market. And I think what's making me different than a lot of these other guys. And honestly, it's market mastery. I've been in this game for four years, Rick, my partner, 17, 18 years. That's my dad. And really what's the difference between us doing so well in our direct mail campaigns. And you know, the average Joe that sends direct mail doesn't do well. Obviously our ad copies are pretty amazing. And the guys at open letter marketing help us out really well with that. But with the rapid offices and postcard. But overall, the most important thing is a market mastery. I'm telling you right now, I I am cursed and blessed at the same time with an identical memory. Uh, so I know every street, every corner way of Port St. Lucie basically implanted in my head. Uh, so I know what streets do really well. We're dealing with one property on the same street. We're going to do a vlog on it. I haven't recorded, but they got it edit and stuff. But we've done this one deal on this certain avenue in Port St. Lucie. It's a street. I'm probably not going to reveal that street because I don't want everyone to go call every single seller on that street. But in the past two years, we've done three deals on that street and there's probably 30 houses. That is literally one of the hottest streets and areas in Port St. Lucie. And honestly, it's just because there's certain streets that I get like 60% of my deals in certain zip codes, especially in Port St. Lucie. So really learning your market and certain and really getting really exact. So I know with my marketing dollars, I'll get the best output possible. So I know the certain streets and areas where I can do a little map thing in prop stream where I can pull it up, like, Oh, get this little neighborhood street over here. Get these little neighborhoods of street over here, get that little neighborhood of street over there. And I can do it just because I know my market so well, like the back of my hand really memorized in my head that when we do 10,000 postcards, and there's like 100,000 like properties out there that even high, have high equity. I can whittle it down so much that when we only allow to do 10,000 postcards or 30, 40, 50,000 postcards, they're being used for the most motivated streets, the most motivated zip codes possible. And then the ones that, you know, they do a lot more, and then we'll do the whole entire city. We'll do like an extra code, But with direct mail, where you need to be as exact and precise as possible, I'm telling you, knowing your market, knowing what works, and really, it's hard for me to talk, talk, talk about this because having market mastery, you just can't learn it. There's no seminar or course you can buy it. It's really just doing thousands of deals in your city. And I said thousands, I didn't say hundreds. I said thousands, Rick's on thousands of Port St. Lucie. I'm at the hundreds. Hopefully I'll hit the thousands soon, but really doing thousands of deals in your city to know what streets and zip codes are automatic for you. It's it's like playing football or you know watching a soccer game or like any kind of sport it's like you know these certain plays work really well and if you run these plays you know these zip codes or these certain streets versus if you do another type of play uh, you just won't do as well so I love sports analogies guys so I'm always going to talk about sports analogies here so but that's kind of the way I think about it with my marketing so the SMS I know the hot ones the probates on the hot one and I know which one's sell really well what my actual sellers want so Having a market mastery is one of the most important things. And when you're talking to a seller and you're talking about that city, they will know if you're like legit or not on it. So when I used to go on appointments, I say used to, because we have acquisitions people and all those guys doing it now. uh, We've been having for a little bit now is when I used to go there, I used to tell them about everything about Port St. Lucie, just so they knew I'm a local here. I know the city so much and it really helps us because we have a lot of transplants here in our local city. A lot of people from New Jersey, New York, and they literally just moved here like two years ago when me having that market mastery talking about, Hey, I went to high school here. You know, I wrestled at the local high school, uh, wrestling team. And it just really kind of builds that rapport up and you just having that market mastery talking about the things, two streets over, Oh, did you go to the pirate festival? You know, talking about like tiny little knickknack things like that, that, you know, someone that's doing like a virtual wholesaling thing, uh, just can't do. So, you know, you got a Filipino, and no knock on people in the Philippines, they're absolute killers when it comes to acquisitions. But if I had to compete with them, if I know my market so well, I know the local landmarks, I know the big street names around the city, the, the guy from the, or gal from the Philippines can't compete with me because I have such a good market mastery that they absolutely just can't compete. They don't know about the pirate festival that we have every year and really just building that rapport where they know like I'm the local guy, you know, I'm the personal guy you can run into me at the local grocery store. It's really that personal thing there that just, it gives me that slight edge over anyone that's trying to do virtual wholesaling That. It's really one of the things that I do really well. And I kind of look at the other really good wholesalers, seven figure guys out there, and even guys doing six figures in competitive markets. That's what they do. They, they, just action and really just having that market mastery. They've been in the game long enough where they, they can absolutely crush it. So that's another really big thing, guys, is market mastery. So next year, this is everything I say about saturated markets. Hands down, guys, is speed speed is absolutely everything when it comes to just being a really good wholesaler in a competitive market is speed. If you got to compete with eight other guys and they're all chomping at the bit for this, like one single deal, speed's going to be everything. And the best like analogy I can really say about why speed's so important for wholesaling is I think about one of the best deals we got last year. We made about 65,000 on a wholesale deal on this one. And really it it was absolutely amazing. It was last summer during the whole COVID pandemic was still going on here, but how did I get this deal? So how did I get 65,000? It was just because of speed. So let me explain this. So we do a lot of direct mail. Rick's going to tell you, I mean, it's no secret of ours is we love direct mail so much. So what we do is we send the regular postcards out. We do the ROS, we send, you know, the offers out there, but really we, we send the postcards out And then on a weekly basis, the average motivated seller gets about five to six postcards from real estate wholesalers. That's right. They get six postcards. So how do I stand out? And here's the problem. If someone's thinking about selling a property, they get five or six a week. So within a month, they have 30 different postcards. So think about that. How am I going to get a deal out of 30 other people? Uh, I hate using this analogy. I know a lot of the guys are going to do it, but I know we actually got some uh, females uh, watching this that love shows like The Bachelor and like HG and like the uh, some of the more reality TV stuff. What like what, They got Bachelor pad. They, they got all those like Bachelor TV shows. And my sister loves all of them. She makes me watch them sometimes with her. But think about this. If you're watching like The Bachelor, for example, here, and you have, you know, one girl and she's trying to go against like 30 other guys I can use that analogy because I'm a guy so you have 30 like single men going after one like like bachelorette how are you how is that one guy going to compete with that person you got to think about it like that so if that bachelorette is your motivated seller and you got all these wholesalers what are you gonna do that's exactly what a saturated market is so how are you gonna do it you got to be speed you got to be as fast as possible talking to people you just gotta you can't wait and say, Oh, maybe that person's going to want to go with me, or maybe they're just going to go and sign that contract with me. No, you got to go like as fast as possible to that person, introduce yourself, make sure that you are known. Uh, so if you watch those TV shows, I, when, when I look at like any TV show, I relate to wholesaling because that's how crazy I am as a person. So, uh, just think about that analogy just about how speed's so important. So, uh, back to that deal. So that person had about eight postcards in their kitchen table. And they decided one day, you know, usually how these motivated sellers go is that's it. I'm absolutely done. I need to get rid of this property. I have too many tenants in this house. I, I got to get out of here. And they decided to call all eight postcards. And guess what happened? Postcard number one, straight to voicemail. Post number two, straight to voicemail. Postcard number three, they had to go through a menu and they had to pressed all these little buttons. And it was a mess. Postcard four was basically Pat live answered it. And then five, another investor called and uh, they answered it. And the, the the other wholesalers said, Hey, can you meet me on a Friday? This was on a Monday. And they set an appointment for Friday. And then they called me and I was number six out of eight. And I, I know all this stuff because after I got the deal sold, I literally like interrogated the seller and I interrogated her and I, I tried to see what was going on with it. So uh, a little crazy, but I, I do that so I can relay this information back to you. So overall here, so l- let's think about this. So I was the sixth, I was the basically the sixth, sixth caller and they, they basically called me and what should I do? I got all the wholesalers setting appointments for Friday. Today's a Monday And I didn't know what to do. And also put this in your head too, because I I have this in my head. I'm talking to realtors send direct mail too. So there's about two to three direct mail that's sent every single month with realtors. And they called the realtor and today was a Monday and they had a realtor set up to see the property and give them their listing estimate on a Tuesday. Uh, So time is of the essence. So I get the call she tells me she's going to meet a realtor tomorrow and they're really going to tell them how much they think the prices of the property is going to be worth and how much they can list it for. And if you guys know realtors, realtors are going to say they can sell for over what the thing is worth so they can excite the seller, get them to sign a listing and, you know, just push them down on price. So that's how realtors work in my local market. If you're a realtor, I'm sorry if you got offended, but that's the truth. I'm just going to say it. So what do do I do? Uh, So I call so she calls me and I figure it out. She's talked about the realtor going to go Tuesday. I'm like, they're going to put a crazy price in her head and might lose this deal. Other wholesales come Friday. I basically say like, Hey, I'm actually driving around the neighborhood today. Is it okay if I meet you at like one o'clock? And this is like, this is like 9am. And she said, no, 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 I can't do that. Sorry. I need to wait for my realtor to talk to me. And then I'm meeting other people and I just can't do that. And I said, Okay, well, can you tell me a little more about the property? And I, I talked more about her. She had a crazy rapport. Uh, I, I I built a crazy rapport with her, and her motivation was off the charts. Like the property was like falling down at the seams, and honestly, she had not really high equity. She was just talking about she wanted to get rid of it, and I said, you know, if you tell me how much you want to get rid of this and you want a quick cash sale, I mean, why don't you just go meet me? Why why are you waiting so long? And she said, you know, you have a really good point. Yeah, I guess I can meet you at one. And I got it. I. I Got the meeting at one. Guess what I did? Met her at one o'clock. At 30. I got the contract signed for an insanely uh, good price. I have to say, and uh, we ended up buying it, wholesaling it for sixty five thousand. Had a bunch of realtors and guys calling me, threatening that I stole their deal okay. and all that stuff. And they they were a mess because I came before them. And poor St. Lucy people are just very jealous people overall, but. That speed of me actually going to visit them and visiting her house and really going there before anyone else, that was one of the biggest difference between me getting this deal and anyone else doing it. So that's just a little story. I know that was long and drawn out, but that's why speed is so important for real estate wholesaling in such a competitive market is I was extremely kind of tough on her. I was like, I got to meet you like now. Like we don't know, like we got to get this thing done. And I I was a little aggressive on it, but I got the deal and maybe she was going to list it. So, or maybe another wholesaler was going to beat them to the punch. So that's literally why speed is so important guys. I don't know if I can really talk about speed anymore, but I'm telling you guys, I speed, 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 speed's everything when it comes to a saturated and competitive market. And if markets are going to get more competitive and saturated in the future, That's why I'm taking my time on this podcast today, just really hammering it in your head. It seems really rudimentary, but the speed, the rapport, the consistency, the market mastery is so important. So that's one of the top ones to do. So the next one here, yes, wait, there's more, uh, is you got to work smarter, guys. I'm just going to be blunt with you. A lot of you guys are not working smarter. You're just doing the regular, regular methods that the average real estate wholesaler is doing. You're all going after the same tax delinquency list and you're all going after the same high equity list. And honestly, you're going to be competing with those eight other people. And I mean, the speed and consistency and the rapport works, but you're still losing deals, just, you know, competing with 10 other people. So if everyone's working one way, why don't you just go the other? If everyone's taking a right-hand turn, why don't you just go left? Now, don't go on oncoming traffic, but uh, you know, th- th- there's two roads uh, and everyone's just going this road and no one's going this road. So just go the other road. And what is that road? And this is working smarter. So that road, guys, is literally just going niche. Do extremely niched out lists. So these are lists that absolutely most real estate wholesalers can't get. And they can't get it because they're not educated. They're a real estate wholesaling guru Recorded a course four years ago and they're not going to re-record it because they're just too good for it and they got these crazy big egos and they're not going to do it. So uh it's it just being niche lists. And niche lists are one of the best lists that I actually do in my competitive real estate wholesaling markets. Uh so I I would say some niche markets, some niche niche marketing tactics to do is eviction lists, water shutoff lists, probates certain code violations, more or less tax delinquency, but I think everyone goes after those tax delinquency. Uh, Let's see, utility liens lists, credit card lists, actually credit card debt lists. Uh, I've seen some other student loan lists. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm trying to teach some more people on there. Uh, But with PropStream, you are able to actually go after people that have private student loan debt and they might need to sell the property quick. Uh, So that's something else. And then some other types of liens and stuff you can do on the property. So doing those specialty, like super, super specialty niche lists is absolutely one of the other big secrets I have for just competing in a crazy competitive and saturated real estate wholesaling market guys. So that's this part of it. So that's what, that's my spiel on actually competing with like other people in that just that's my spiel. That's how you compete in saturating competitive markets. Uh, So this is the portion here where I'm going to talk to the audience and I'm going to see how I can help you guys out in your competitive real estate wholesaling markets. So uh, let's see what's going. So Hassan asks, any tips for investors in Tampa? Really don't have many tips in Tampa. Again, Tampa is a completely saturated market. (laughs) It's one of the most saturated ones in Florida. So what I recommend again, I'm going to be a broken record but I don't know what this quote is because I love butchering names and quotes. It's one of my favorite things to do. I guess it's a hobby for me. Uh, but really I would say you just got to be really fast, build a rapport, have the consistency and market mastery speed and just going niche. That's my tips. I can give you. I just literally there's a little podcast right here. on actually how to do it. So that's what I'd recommend. Uh, Liam asks, how do you make buyer package and present your deals to cash buyers? a competitive market. It's very easy to sell your deals to catch buyers. The really hard part is finding the actual discounted properties under contract. Uh, so a buyer package, I'll just email Chimbit or just send a text or an email or call my guys. And, uh, it's crazy. So, uh, Lucian says, my dudes, what's up Dallas and St. Louis. Let's JV. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Paul asked a pretty good question here. How many leads does it take to get a deal? So in a competitive and saturated market, obviously you're going to need a lot more leads to get a deal. The best way to put that ratio of leads to deals down, I'm going to say it again, you guys are going to like absolutely kill me here, but you guys need to go niche. That's absolutely what you guys got to do. So going niche in your real estate wholesaling operation, uh, definitely one of the best ones in competitive market. So Again, this is a loaded question, Paul, because how many cold calling leads for a deal is extremely different. How many probates I got to letters I got to send out to get a deal. So it's really dependent guys. I mean, my KPIs are going to be completely different. My North Carolina virtual wholesaling deals, my KPIs on how many leads for a deal is actually a lot less than what I got to do here in my local market. So guys, I, I feel like a broken record, but this is just a very loaded question. So I would say for texting, I need to send at least twenty to 10, 10 to twenty thousand out. Sometimes forty thousand to actually get a, like a really good 40000 thousand dollar deal. So think about it like that. It doesn't matter. What if I told you it took you a hundred thousand dollar leads to get a hundred thousand deals, and it only cost you a cent a lead? You'd still do that, right? So it's a loaded question. You just gotta see where your ROI is right on there. And I found that cold calling, direct mail, and SMS are the best ones out there. Hey, how's it going, Mariana? Has a seller ever failed to perform on one of your signed contracts all the time? I and mean, we just signed memorandums if we have to. Again, guys, I'm not a lawyer, tax professional, so don't shoot the messenger here. And uh, guys, if you have a lot of other questions, please keep it competitive market specific uh, since I just did a five and a half hour Q&A. Uh, so a lot of your questions are gonna be answered there. So if I skip over you, that's because we probably answered that question a couple of days ago on a 55 hour uh, but this is a podcast on just doing well in competitive real estate wholesaling markets. But uh, do uh, we we like memorandums. That's it. So, Brandon, what's up? You're awesome. I'm Houston. Scott's got Dallas buyers. Uh, Liam asks, have you ever wholesale to create a finance strategy all the time? But usually we, we like to really uh, do it ourselves. That's honestly one of the biggest things that we do so well. So doing the stuff yourself is uh, pretty good. Paul asks, How can we crush it as a one man show and then scale? So it's a lot of one man, sh- like one man show type of thing and scaling in real estate wholesaling. So in a competitive market, it might seem like all these guys have partners and all this money. How do I compete with someone? And honestly, that's a big question a lot of guys ask. It's like I've been such a competitive market. There's just so many people just doing so well. How am I going to do it? And you're a one man show. And honestly. I've been there. I've absolutely been broke, one-man show, trying to get real estate wholesaling done. So what I would say, crushing it as a one-man show, you're going to hate me for the, saying this, Paul, but it's niching out. Do really niche lists. Do the list the big real estate wholesalers aren't willing to do. Maybe they're not willing to go out to go to the city and the utility department and pulling all the tax, I mean, all the utility liens. Maybe they're not willing to go out to the code enforcement office and actually get all the open code violations for high grass. Maybe they're not willing to stick in their car for four hours and go drive for dollars and then cold call that list for two more hours. You really got to do the hard work, especially as a one man show with a limited budget to really go well with that. And once to get that traction going, baby, it's really hard to stop it. Then you can hire other people to start pulling those lists for you, have drivers for you, have acquisitions, people, dispositions, you start handing some of those delegation tasks, uh, and then upping your marketing budget and then get the seven figures, even eight figures a year in real estate wholesaling. I've done a bunch of videos on that too, on actually scaling from hundred K to a million dollars per year in profit, not revenue profit. And it's absolutely amazing guys. So I would 100% tell you if you're one man operation, go niche, do the things that others won't. So you will have the results that others don't. That is a quote from Inky Johnson. Uh, another Eric Thomas guy, but uh, I'm going to say it one more time, guys. If you're a one-man operation, you need to do the stuff in wholesaling that others won't. So you get the results that others don't. So uh, think about that. Uh, Always an awesome quote. I'm filled with stupid little quotes like that in my head. You can't even get it from me, but uh, it's insane. Patrick from Knott's Berry Farm, California. Let's connect flip with Rick Watch party. I oh, I absolutely love it. I, I really appreciate you uh, showing the love here today. Scott says, we don't know what they do in Houston and we're in Dallas. All righty. Uh, Kenny asks, so true what you're saying today. Got long lead time. Got a long time lead under contract because the ability report built last couple months. Houston in the house. We got all the Houston guys on here. That's sweet. So yeah, Houston's a competitive market, but you guys, you got guys like Kenny out here. That guy's like Brandon out here. They're absolutely crushing it in Houston. Uh, I mean, it's there's enough deals to go around. And honestly, you could take some more deals if you want. Uh, Just getting niche and really the rapport is everything. And I don't know about you, Kenny, but I'm in a... uh, I'm not going to call it a Southern culture here in uh, Port St. Lucie. But a lot of people, uh, they're more laid back. They're more like, hey, are you a man of your word? it's really that rapport and knowing that you're a good person that's more important than let's say a deal in Broward or maybe even Miami. It's really more laid back and it's really more about trust and family values. That's, it's weird to talk about, but that, that rapport is just so much more important in my local city and a lot of people in the Southeast than in like some crazier metro markets. Uh, So, and there's markets in the North, the West, the, the Southwest that just value just good human interaction and just being a man of your word and really going from there versus other people. I'm not going to call anyone out, but you know, you deal with someone in like New York, a lot of New Yorkers out there are really to the point. What's the price? Uh, I got no time for this, blah, blah, blah. And they want to bid it up. And there's nothing wrong with that. New York people are absolutely amazing. Uh, My grandparents are from New York. So I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It's just a different type of just culture that's around you. That that rapport can be a lot better than you know just having more of a slick sales presentation and being a better negotiator. So it's really more about your actual uh, your your actual market. All righty. Devin says this is true. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Joe says, Hey Zach, if the seller's tenants doesn't want to take a cash for keys option and the lease lasts until 2022. They did a two-year lease. How much of a discount would you give your buyer for this? And it's got to be an absolutely insane one, Joe. Uh, I'm really, now this isn't a certain question about that, but in that situation, two-year lease, they're going to have to take cash for keys. No way around it. Unless you can break the lease and try to kick them out, but uh, it's really dependent on the situation. You call the, call the actual tenants and see, because you want to work with them. Knowing your market is huge. A, a mastery of your market is going to be big. It also helps your report again, knowing the local sports teams, local high schools around the area. Oh, is that house by, you know, uh, John Smith park. It those little things just help so much in real estate wholesaling. Logan says, Hey Zach, a comment on your Q and a marathon replay. Loved it so much. So much information that thank you so much, Logan. I love Port St. Lucie, by the way, it's such an amazing little city. It's got like 200, almost 250,000 people in it. Like it's, it's not a little, it's not like a little city anymore. It's, it's exploding like crazy. So, uh, it's really one, I uh, love all the New Yorkers that come down here and, uh, making the city better, better and bigger and pumping up those property values. They, they get a lot of money in New York and they go down South here. Uh, sometimes in Port St. Lucie, does use the money in the city and it's, uh, It's really helping out a lot. I I think, I think it's pretty cool. Liam says your live streams are great. Thank you. Again, I'm not a professional live streamer. I'm not the most polished guy in the world, but I promise you, I'm not the most polished guy in the world. I'm not the slickest talker out there, but what I give you is genuine truth. And honestly, I don't filter anything I say now that could be good. That could be bad. uh, But if I tell you something and I'm truly trying to help you out, I'm not going to filter it out because I got the good stuff in my course. You got to buy my $10,000 course to get it. I'm just going to tell you what works. I'm I'm just like Gary V. Gary V. does a lot of stuff where he talks about like, I don't sell, he doesn't sell courses because he doesn't want to give out his, he doesn't want to hide his best stuff. He just wants to give it and just truly help people out. And if you ever read books like the go giver, I don't understand how you can read that book and try to sell a course. You just want to give. And, um, I, I truly believe, I mean, we got Tony Robbins books behind me too is just, the art of giving, and honestly, this goes back to you, you guys. If you see, you know, someone that just has needs or they're either homeless, just give something. Just try to help, and the universe will come back and bless you so many ways. So uh, I, I try my best here, and uh, honestly, if I was doing this for profit, this would be a thirty-minute video, and I'd be out of here. And you know, just profit in and out, punching the clock, trying to make as much money as possible. I, I do it because I absolutely love it. Like. Look me in the eye. I, I dare any of these people because hopefully we could start having meetups one day. Is look me in the eye and tell me I don't love this stuff. I don't live for real estate wholesaling and helping people out. Uh, it's truly one of my passions in life. And honestly, I love talking about it. And unfortunately, just because I love it so much, I uh, rant <laughs> a lot. So hopefully you guys can cut me off when I move my rantings. Uh, Liam says, what's your strategy for direct mail in a co- extremely competitive real estate wholesaling market? Direct mail is tougher. And uh, my strategy, uh, again, I'm not going to plug this thing forever. But we just, uh, we use this postcard. It's just a regular one. Got my company on it. And we literally just give offers on it. And then sometimes we, we usually just work down the offer. With the lady, we get a really good high response rate. And if you want that to, uh, what, what is the link? I don't think I even have it on here. Uh, rick. Dot com slash mail, maybe I don't know. That might be a that's probably it, but open and just go to a rapid offer system. That's Rick's postcard he uses. And since he made the postcard, we, we use it. Uh, so Kenny says, astonishing content, Zach. Bring it, I really appreciate it. Paul says, high income, low credit. That's a pretty good list. I, I'm really curious how you get those type of lists. I, I know there's some other like data sources, I think GeoPoint does that. I really got to do some more research, guys. Uh, I'm so stuck in like my ways of like doing this way. Use, use listrei.com, go from here, there, there. But I got to look at it. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Jason asks, with the niche list, like water shut off, student loan, can I pull these off? Uh, so the water shutoff list, if... uh, this is a podcast. So I don't know. Uh, you you go to listrei.com. The one thing I will recommend guys, Jason, if you go on my YouTube channel and scroll down, there was a playlist called prop stream. Go there. I'll show you exactly how to pull the water shutoff list and actually how to do utility liens, student loans. And it's honestly in the liens in the other category on listrei.com. Also search. I, I would go on my YouTube. There's a lot of videos. I'm really sorry. Uh, but there's one called how to pull the water shot off list. And there's one, and that one will show you how to do it for free. And the other one will show you actually how, how to do prop stream. But it's usually the other on the tax lien category to help you with the student loan ones. So listrei.com. If you want a free trial, just go below and do the thingy thingy. Uh, do you think virtual is an advantage? So I get this question a lot. I'm really happy you asked this question, Paul, because you really got to think about it like this. Real estate wholesaling, if in an extremely competitive market, you got to think about a lot of things. A lot of people are like my 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 market's so competitive. I just got to go virtual now. For a lot of guys, like I have guys that tell me, Zach, I live in Seattle or where I live in Manhattan. Do you think I can wholesale over you know uh, Upper East Side or something? I'm like, okay, bro, you need to go to like Atlanta or do something virtual in like Central Georgia. Like do something real rural out there. You don't have a crazy amount of competition. And uh, I mean, there's some guys in my wholesaling houses for real group shout out to uh, Joe, Joe, Joe's actually on here a lot. Let me pull up Joe, this this dude, Joe, he's a competitive market. He does really well in another part of Florida doing virtual. So uh, no knock on him. Like, like he does that and he does very well doing it. So again, I don't think virtual is an advantage. Uh, but I think it gives you a lot more options, and if you're in a crazy competitive market, I would probably go virtual. Again, I go virtual because we we kind of have the most market share you possibly can in Port St. Lucie, so uh, we have to venture out, and uh, that's why we, we do five virtual wholesaling markets. So I think virtual gives me advantage. I mean, it gives me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of extra profit because we go virtual. So. I think it's an advantage. It adds, you know, it'll hopefully add zero, an extra zero to your profits uh, at the end of the year. So I think virtual is an advantage. I just think you should dominate your local market first, unless you live in San Francisco or Los Angeles. And after that, this world's your oyster. Get really good at your one virtual market and start scaling up from there. That's something I, I love to do. Jason says, off of stream, Yes. So go to my playlist, look at prop stream. There's a niche list one. There's a water shutoff list one. Again, I wish I could absolutely give you a five. I, I wish I could do another five hours. I just don't have enough time. I blocked out all of Monday for a five and a half hour one. Unfortunately, I can't do it. Uh, so off of prop stream, there are all the videos on there. And uh, we can get going. And uh, what do you say Memphis is saturated? It's on the edge. I'm telling you, there's so many dudes out here in Memphis that are absolutely crushing it. So uh, I, I'm telling you right now, Memphis is absolutely still an amazing market to do. Uh, so yes, it's saturated, but Houston's saturated too. And there's guys making seven figures in Houston. So I think about it like that. Uh, so it, it's interesting. How do I wholesale with a realtor involved if I don't have EMD? You need to get EMD when you're deal, dealing with a realtor. And if it's on the market, you definitely need earnest money. Uh, my market is telling me that they're not creating water shutoffs due to eviction moratorium. Is that not the case in other Florida counties? Uh, you need to call and request for a FOIA act. And just honestly, Joe, I, I think I know what, you're, what county you're talking about. I don't want to reveal it because I don't want everyone to go attack your local market. I don't feel, I'll tell everyone to Port St. Lucie. I'm like, bro, come in my market, compete with me. Do it. I dare you. I, I mean, we've been here 18 years. So I don't think I don't think one extra guy is gonna really stop me. So uh, but I, I would say you need to figure out in your county, call the utility department Joe, and ask them if they are doing water shutoffs. Are you shutting people's waters off for delinquency of payment? And if they say yes, then you need then you just put them in a trap and you're gonna say this next. Well, since you're actually doing that. You should have a list of all the water uh, accounts that you're shutting off, right? Yes. Well, that is public information. I do not need that. I do the same thing with my code violations. You want, Joe, you want to put them in a trap. So if they say yes to that question of, are you shutting people's waters off for delinquency of payment? Yes or no. Put them them in a plate. They got to say yes or no. If they say no, we're not doing it. Our our city board has told us we can't. Then we got to wait for this moratorium and stuff to go on but eviction moratorium and water shutoffs it's a sticky situation so i would call the utility department and see is boots on the ground always necessary no easy as that we got a lot of questions so uh, i'm trying to get through some of them but that's basically no i'm trying to wholesale in california it's very difficult uh dlon let me know what part of california i know guys absolutely crushing it in california i i think fresno is a really good market over there Sacramento, Stockton, Central Valley is like really hot right now. SoCal's a little tougher, but you can even go out like in the Inland Empire and still make seven figures a year. So uh, I think uh, it's sometimes a mindset thing. Best place to pull probate lists from the courthouse, straight from the horse's mouth, as fast as you can. At what point in the process do I ask a buyer for non refundable as soon as they agree to the price? How long before Derek comes on? Uh, Derek canceled, so he won't be on. Uh, let's see here. Thoughts on bandit signs in 2021. I'm in Massachusetts. Bro, Massachusetts is hard. Uh, Massachusetts can be a hard one for uh, bandit signs. I would stick to more drawing for dollars and cold calling if I can in that market. Really depends if you're in like a very like suburban or... Just a very more rural area, of Massachusetts. Maybe if band of signs don't get picked up all the time, but I would have to look. My rule of thumb is look for where other real estate wholesalers are doing very well, especially in a competitive market, and try to copy what they're doing. So if really, there's like six figure guys out there doing band of signs in your specific county. Go do it, right? So uh, that's what I do. Virginia's is not, uh, Sean. What's up? Virginia is not a saturated market at all. You can do very well on it shout out to my, uh, boys out there, Dwight and Dwight, and Robert. And, uh, the, the, there's, there's so many people there. Uh, but really Dwight, Robert, Emily, Jacob, there, those are of guys I know they're out in Virginia they're, they're doing deals they are doing very well. So, uh, I, I would say Virginia is not bad at all. If I put a termination fee of a thousand dollars, sellers demanding that but make it in the special provisions that 20 days after the title is clear, then it'd be safe to have to pay. If I put a termination fee. I mean, if the price is like disgustingly good, then sure. Uh, but I usually would never do a termination fee. I've been trying to get my first deal in Southern California. Okay. Uh, really depends just... Figure out where the top wholesalers in your market are doing. Usually Facebook groups is the best way to do it. And then go try to copy what they're doing. That's what I do. Uh, acquisitions and delegating. Acquisitions I pay per commission. And delegating uh, the least possible with the VA. I saw a link to JV3 the other day. Uh, where's that at? I have some good leads and they need some assignment support. Jackson, Mississippi. Sweet. Uh, what I would probably do is... Let me pull up this link here. So... Yeah, so just go to www.flippithrick.com if you want to JV with me. The more competitive the market, the easier it is for me to sell the deal. And then literally what that does, you just fill out the form. It goes straight to my Dispo team. And uh, we're not like crazy big operation, but it just goes to my Dispositions team. And uh, right here, uh, www.flippithrick.com slash JV or slash JV with me. Either one of those will work uh, if you want to send me a deal. Uh, but you guys, you never have to. Don't feel like you have to. Uh, so let's try to get through some of these questions a little faster. Boom, boom, boom. Atlanta in the house. What's up? Dallas, I agree with you. People buy you is in our job to connect. I agree. I find people buy you. It's our job to connect and empathize. Uh, lay pair it good job. I a hundred percent agree with you, Kenny, but lay, lay knows what, what's up. New Yorkers hate small talk gets the points. I'm telling you, I, I feel like I'm a little New York over here, but uh, yes, hundred percent. What's up, Zach? Know anything about the Memphis market? Uh, not much. I know some guys absolutely killing it out there. Rick, Rick sees guys like wholesaling and making like 10 K put on a contract for like 25 to sell for 35 uh, in and out. A lot of volume for like 10 K. That's the most I know about it. I'm in San Diego. Saturated. Yes, it is. Um, I would go check out Greg Hellback. He still does $30,000, $40,000 deals in San Diego. So uh, you might say it's saturated, but Greg's out here making more than six figures a year in San Diego alone, but he does virtual stuff too. So shout out to Greg uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And definitely feel saturated. Love your showing tips. I really appreciate it. D. Uh, there's a lot of guys in Atlanta doing really well though. Six, seven figure guys. So again, if they can do it, you're hundred percent smarter than them and you're probably more agile with it and you will definitely go a uh, niche. So that's what I would do. Geo point. Everyone at clubhouse is a wholesaler from Atlanta or Houston. You already know my opinion on clubhouse Rick coined the term. It's it's coach house. Everyone tries to sell you their course on there. They, they'll give a little bit of value, but the problem is you can't search that value out. So if you're having a situation where you're like, how do I with this competitive market? You can't go on clubhouse and find one you can go on YouTube, go on my channel and it'll be absolutely the best. So uh, that's what I did. Hey Zach, love the content. It's a good way to pivot a lead that is asking too high for a wholesale, but is still below market value uh, list or just try to wait them out to put the price down. That's what I would do. So Jordan, what's up. Keep killing it, bro. Thank you so much. What is your main marketing channel? Direct mail. We'll be doing another Q and a in the future. I missed the last one. Uh, Yes, I probably will, but probably not another five and a half uh, hour one. Maybe I'll, I'll do one, but uh, definitely when we hit you know the 5,000 subscribers, 10,000, 20, 50, 100,000, we'll do some pretty big eight-hour ones. But uh, yeah, just keep subscribing, and once we hit the next milestone, we'll do another huge one. So uh, definitely do some holiday ones, though. July 4th, uh, that's probably the next one I'm thinking. Maybe Valentine's Day one. Who knows? Uh, so Seattle is super saturated. I, I, I agree. Let's see here. I'm in Miami, super saturated. There's still deals to be made. I'm telling you, there's plenty of deals to be made in Miami. I'm using bandit signs and secondary markets uh, are better for sure. hundred percent. Barbara, the goat here on the chat here, uh, remember to like, share, and subscribe. You are absolutely amazing. Barbara, Barbara, that, that, that I just, let me get some water really quick. But, uh, Guys, you're you absolutely uh, amazing. Guys, remember, like this video, share it, subscribe. It helps us so much. It'll help you. How get my water in. Uh, by the way, great example, rolling it, rolling with it as your uh, guest canceled. We got Zach full throttle. Oh boy, I don't think you guys can handle me for uh, every single week. You guys get annoyed with me uh, every single day. So uh, something I gotta bring a guest on here. So Paul says, my market in Akron and the spreads are low. Should I go to a closer market in Columbus? I think Akron's not that. The spreads are lower, but you do a lot more volume of deals. So again, look at the revenue at the end of the day and uh, you can do s- still pretty well with it. So I, I would say just, uh, it- it's definitely a tough one, uh, but I why would you go to a more competitive market if you have a pretty good market with plenty of deals there? So I, I would stay in Akron if I were you. Do you recommend text blast or ringless voicemail? If you're not in Florida, then yes. What companies uh below here, batch leads, use code Zach at 50% off, but that's what I would recommend with that RVM wise. I think REI reply has one REI rail. There's I don't, I, I'm not the RVM guy because I'm not going to get a $50,000 final like most guys do in Florida. Unfortunately, that's how it works in Florida. RVMs are hundred percent legal. There is case study after case study for legal terms that show you how bad it is. So it's still in a competitive market. I'm not going to do it. Let's see here. All righty. So when wholesaling, do you have to attend the closing? I've been nine to five and wouldn't be able to attend the closing. Uh, There's no special date. You can go in Saturday. No, sometimes they're off the weekends. Sometimes you can go closing at, at 9 a.m. Sometimes you go to the closing at 5 p.m. Like really some clo- title companies will do on the on the weekend. You can actually do mail away closings. Uh, no, what I do is when to get the deal to actually no, when you're vetting your title company, really ask them, I work a nine to five job. What can I do to still get the closing done if I can't be here from nine to five? And uh, usually they'll give you some suggestions and I'll help you pretty well with that. Zach, what are your feelings about foreclosure niches? Foreclosures, no. Pre-foreclosures,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's what I say. Pre-foreclosures, absolute killer. For subject twos, they're absolutely amazing, guys. So that's definitely what uh, I would recommend. And uh, one thing here, if you guys want my free wholesaling mastermind, I go live every Friday at 6.15 with everyone in the mastermind. It's a $10,000 mastermind. And uh, it's a free wholesaling course. I put a free wholesaling course together on there. Uh, again, I'm not a guru. I, I make fun of people that make courses, and sell, but again, I make fun of people that sell courses. I'm not the ones that make them. You can make them, but selling them is a different story. So I, I literally just, I thought, let me make a four thousand dollar wholesaling course, and then let me try, try to create my own little mastermind because I feel like everyone does masterminds. And what stops the average person from joining a mastermind? Even though they're pretty good, it's like 10, 15 grand. And literally the only person that makes the money on there is the guy who runs the mastermind. He just puts it all in his pocket and then he just puts the people in the room. They talk and they do all the magic. So how do I create that magic and just do it for free? And we have the power of the internet. So literally I have a free wholesaling mastermind. We all connect. We see what's going on good on there. You got seven figure, whole, seven figure wholesalers like me. You got other seven figure guys in there. You got six figure guys in there. You got five figure guys. You got four figure guys. You got zero figure guys guys and gals in there. So it's a lot of people there up the top who like to help people on the bottom, people on the bottom, just trying to learn and uh, just absorb information. It's a great mastermind. Uh, We we make each other a lot better together. And uh, the cool part about that one guys is I don't allow any links. You can't, there's three rules in this mastermind. There's no selling allowed. You can't be selling. You can only collaborate and provide value. Number two is there's no gurus allowed. No gurus are allowed. If you you sell courses and stuff, you might be able to come in the group. But if if you start being a guru and you start telling people or DMing people to buy my course in the wholesaling, you get kicked out. I kick out probably five gurus every single week. Almost a guru day, I kick out of that group because they post a stupid link trying to sell their stuff. Uh, So no gurus are allowed in that group. And then lastly is you have to provide value. And most importantly, in that mastermind, you have to give more than you receive. And usually a lot of guys don't do any deals and, uh, it's hard for them to do it, but I always give them a break, but, uh, that's that, uh, link everyone looks on the bottom. It's also the fastest growing Facebook group for wholesaling. Pretty cool. Uh, so I already answered that question. You heard the man subscribe. Thank you so much. Actually add three. I look at my YouTube analytics the other day. It's like 60% of these people are lurking on this channel. Like they're watching it, but they don't subscribe, which drives me crazy. Uh, but uh, if you want subscribe, maybe i uh, not going to beg for it, but I'm literally giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of content that overall in those, what almost 300 videos that we have mastermind courses. It's absolutely amazing. So uh, that's what I do. Postcards are handwritten mail postcards. How would you all sell a seller finance deal? You literally, you give it to a cash buyer and see if they're willing to buy a seller finance. And usually they'll probably know what it is and they're okay with it. And so same thing with the subject too. Make sure they're educated enough to understand seller finance and they'll be all over buying one. The ROIs are absolutely amazing on it. If anyone's crushing it in Boston, let me know. Good help to hard to find. Good help is hard to find, hence the term mass holes. That's nice. <laughs> I love it. uh does champ have title send a mobile notary to your nine to five job? or unless you don't want the boss to see you, but uh, be careful. Uh, but thank you. So uh, I, I appreciate it, guys. So uh, let me know if you guys like these little solo podcasts. I think they're interesting. Uh, so it's cool to hear me rant for a little bit, uh, but I, I, most people don't like hearing me rant forever. So I, I really appreciate you guys. Honestly, you guys give me the support, just helps me and Rick, uh, just, just keeps us going on this business. So uh, you got the wholesalers, uh, keeping us down and uh y- y- you guys bring us up. So uh, I truly appreciate you guys actually supporting me. uh So thank you guys so much again, like subscribe, comment, share this to as many people as you want. And uh that's basically it. Nothing is going to stop me. Even if a ca- guest will cancel on me, uh I-, I don't care. I will literally do a podcast every single week. This is guys, you probably didn't know this, but this is the longest running. This is the longest running live Wholesaling podcast on YouTube. Think about that for a second. You go comment whatever podcast you want. Uh, I post whatever podcast you want. There's not one podcast that consistently does a live show about wholesaling, basically weekly or bi-weekly. Let's just say bi-weekly or monthly. Uh, Like there's not one podcast that does it as long as I've been doing it, and I'm 21 years old. So think about that for a second. So uh, this is the lot. This is the longest running live wholesaling podcast on YouTube. So um, I really appreciate it. I'm not going to let a guest canceling uh, stop this train from running. We're, we're going to do it. We're doing a video a day. Uh, so I needed, I kind of had this, I uh, literally, I, I literally do a video a day and I promised you guys I would do a video a day every single day. And since I had a guest here and they canceled, I had that time blocked out for that podcast. So what am I going to do? Just just renege on my promise on you guys. I'm going to do a video a day. Uh-uh. I, I'm not going to let that. I promised you guys a video a day of high quality wholesaling content and I will do it. I don't care if I go live here at five o'clock every single day if I have to. You guys will be getting a video every single day for me. High quality guru quality-esque every single day. I promise you guys. So I truly appreciate it, guys. Um, some quick Thoughts, I guess, from people. Any San Antonio buyers? Hit my boy up. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Roland's a Zach Badmouths gurus every chance he gets. I love it. I'm telling you, Roland. uh, I don't like the badmouth gurus, uh, but gurus, in my opinion, they steal thousands of dollars from new real estate wholesalers. And honestly, those thousands of dollars, these newer guys can spend on their marketing and they could make hundreds of thousands of dollars. So they're really stealing from the downtrodden wholesaler that's just starting out. And I've been there. I've been a broke 18 year old, 17 year old kid. Actually, I was never broken 18, a broke 17 year old kid, uh, not knowing what to do. And people tell me, you need gurus. Tell me you need to buy my $5,000 course. That obviously probably might've destroyed my wholesaling career. So I'm not going to, I'm all bad mouth a guru. If they try to do that to somebody else and stopping and stopping their dreams. Uh, So that's it guys. I truly appreciate it. I'm getting a lot of great uh, comments on here. I, I, absolutely just blessed to have it snap realty asks about a amortization how soon can i refinance seller out and get cashed out uh when getting an auto finance from seller for three year term balloon 30 how soon can i refinance uh honestly i got to look at the deal and see it it's really dependent on the terms of the contract and there's more nuances to that than uh, you can do in two sentences unfortunately The chances I've texted cold called my leads and I've gotten a few responses. Should I go ahead and send direct mail? If so, how many contacts I don't like to do direct mail unless I'm starting to just roll in the dough on cold calling and SMS and really start to uh, really scale it up. So make sure you master and you're getting consistent deals from texting and cold calling, then get direct mail. That's what I would do. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you for all the content subscriber for life. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you guys watching and coming on the podcast. Uh, you guys, you guys are, are part of the podcast. You are my guest today on the podcast. So I truly appreciate you guys coming on and uh, can't wait to see you guys next week. We have a killer coming on the podcast next week. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. So thank you guys so much video day coming at you. God bless.